0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June twelfth, twenty twenty. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? Junior. Oh, whoa! Oh, bug Snacks. Oh. Watching the Bug Snacks theme song take over the world has been something. You know what I mean? Because it's, been, that, it's in great. there.
1: It's been great to see you the love help. that Bug Snacks has gotten over the last twenty four hours. Because it, it seems like, just, like a nonsense game. People yeah. About it.
0: Yeah, it's just a nonsense like, game. I eat strawberry now. I got strawberry hands. All right, that's a game. The arc
1: that I that I've had with Buck over the last, I'm gonna say what, like 19 hours. Like I, sure. I went from utter confusion upon first seeing it to now kind of being completely sold on it. Like I really <laughs> want to play Bucks Snacks. Like it looks really fun.
0: <laughs> how how do you feel waking up the day after the PlayStation Five event?
1: I. Honestly, yesterday was actually really needed. Like, I feel like yesterday was was a really good day. Like, all and I was gonna say, all things considered, but with all all the things that we had as far as content, as far as sure. like our our last was two review, which is live yep. right now. Uh, yeah, like yesterday's event was still incredible in my eyes. Like, still like looking back, I, I tweeted this yesterday, right? Like, my my four favorite announcements, and I followed that up. I followed that tweet up with like. Actually I'm going to add four more. And I thought about some more and I was like I'm going to add four more, right? Like <laughs> I essentially got to a point where I was tweeting I was tweeting about half of the games announced on my Twitter talking about like my favorite things shown. And I think that's a testament to like how good yesterday was as, as far as video game announcements.
0: I think it was that thing of you know you don't know what you got till it's gone and we haven't had an e3 (laughs) and so to have that yesterday be an actual e3 day and feel like it and that excitement and the live shows and you know us and you know the the pandemonium of changing things around super quickly and doing all these uh different stuff like it felt like e3 and like you're saying we need that i think we needed that that was awesome
1: yeah no i 100 agree
0: um ladies and gentlemen There's so much to talk about. Number one, Spider-Man, Miles Morales is a standalone game. We'll clear up the confusion for you. The Last of Us Part 2 reviews are in and so much more to dive into today because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun, and of course... You can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every day. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Tune into twitch.tv slash kindofunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindofunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Housekeeping for you Uh, right after this episode of Kinda Funny Games Daily. We are doing the Kinda Funny Core Game Jam. We're playing we're playing the results. If you don't remember, uh, you can go to coregames.com right now. You can download Core for free, and you can play games with us. Core, of course, allows you to make multiplayer games on the fly, share them with the world. Uh, we did a Kinda Funny Game Jam with our friends at Core, uh, both to obviously support the sponsorship and have you guys play the game, but also support our extra life. So we're, ju- we're running in there, seeing how many entries we got, seeing how much money we raised for extra life, and giving away prizes for the best levels that were made or games that were made. So you just stay tuned here at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, but go to coregames.com if you're watching live, get it there, download it and play. Of course this will be up later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. So Plenty of ways to see who wins. Uh, also, very important, uh, the Kind of Funny Game Showcase is back, but it's called the Gorilla Collective. We are teaming with our friends at the Media Indie Exchange, the mix, to make the Gorilla Collective a three-day event of video game announcements, uh, uh, teasers, release dates, and more. Of course, it kicks off tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific time on Twitch. We'll be hosting it, but it'll be up on all over Twitch. It's on IG, and it's everywhere you want to see. Uh, around 90 games to get through this weekend with exclusive reveals, announcements, and date It's going to be awesome. You need to check it out. Blessing already mentioned it. Last of Us Part 2. Our review is up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games as a games cast. It's time to start talking about what that means after the fact, though. So Next Friday, the game will release, and our plan is to put up our spoiler cast that day as a games cast so that you can have it that weekend when you beat The Last of Us or whenever you get to it. Obviously, this is like you know, a loaf of bread. It doesn't go bad. Wait, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> loaf of bread goes very bad. Uh, but it'll be there ready for you. However, what gets more exciting about that is the week after, uh, the week of uh, the 24th, we are going to do another spoiler cast. Uh, this one is going oh. to be with the one and only Neil Druckmann. This will be with the one and only Ashley Johnson. This will be with maybe other voice actors, if we can confirm schedules. But that means Last of Us Part Two content is far from over on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and of course podcast services around the globe. Uh, so check out our spoiler-free review of Last of Us Part Two right now wherever you get your podcasts or your games cast. Then next week, strap in for uh, spoiler cast. They'll be ready when you're ready, and then after that, a spoiler cast with the people who actually made the game. Get hyped, son! Today, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, uh, Connor Nolan, a.k.a. Connor Dow, and Blackjack. Uh, we're brought to you by youtube.com slash games, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Number one on the Roper Report. I'm oh, sorry, recall Kevin, five items on the Roper Report.
1: A baker's doesn't.
0: Number one on the Roper Report, uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. The Spider-Man game featuring Miles Morales is, in fact, uh, a full standalone game. If this doesn't shock you, you haven't been paying attention to the news. We're going to start with Andy Robinson at VGC, who's going to explain why this got so crazy, because their article was that Miles Morales Spider-Man is an expansion, and enhancement to the original. Andy reports, Sony has clarified. Sony has clarified that Insomniac's PS5 Spider-Man game uh, announced on Thursday is an enhancement of the PS4 original with a substantial expansion. Uh, Announced during PlayStation's uh, PS5 reveal event on Thursday, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales was described as, quote, a new adventure from Insomniac Games with little further detail added. However, in a new interview, The Telegraph describes Morales as, quote, more akin to an expansion bolted onto an upgraded version of the original title, end quote. Sony Interactive Entertainment's EVP head of European business, Simon Rudder, uh, told the publication that Miles Morales would include, quote, major enhancements to the P- 2018 PS4 game. Quote, I guess you could call it an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game, he said. There's a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, but also within the game as well, there's been major enhancements to the game and the game engine obviously deploying some of the major ps5 technology and features end quote this <laughs> broke overnight uh, i think obviously coming from europe uh bless and just mm-hmm. set every message board in twitter and the you the comments uh, from patreon.com slash kind of funny games your questions for games daily aflame with like to be honest i was infuriated
1: i was infuriated when i when i first saw this because I, w- I woke up this morning this is the first thing i saw because people were yeah. tagging me and i was like like, when I read it, I was like, certainly this is a miscommunication, and then I read 100%. the article, and I was like, certainly this is not what it appears to be, because, like, yeah, from, from the direct words, uh, from, uh, what was it, Cyber uh from Sony, right, like, he's saying that it's an expansion, he's saying that it's an enhancement on the previous game, he's making it sound like Spider-Man 2018 is coming to PS5, and that's gonna have tacked on Miles Morales DLC, and if that was the case, like if, if that's kind of what the final word, is, word was on this, I think that would be a huge disappointment given how they revealed it yesterday. But it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like that's the final word.
0: Right. And that was the thing. I saw, like you're saying, and everybody freaking out. I saw people arguing back and forth about it. And my initial thing was after, uh, you know, 13 years of this, anytime someone who's listed as the EVP head of European business tries to tell you what the game is, fucking pump the brakes because sure enough yeah Insomniac tweeted today Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales is the next adventure in the Marvel's Spider-Man universe we will reveal more about this standalone game at a future date hashtag Miles Morales PS5 Uh, Jason Schreier of course from Bloomberg still doesn't feel right to say added this on Twitter news Spider-Man Miles Morales is not an expansion or enhancement or remaster despite a Sony executives comments this morning a source tells, tells Bloomberg news nor is it spider-man 2 it is a brand new standalone game similar in scope to uncharted lost legacy
1: yeah which, which makes sense is like exactly what i want to hear i think that's exactly what we all expected when they announced it when announced it yesterday right like it being called spider-man's spider-man miles morales it not necessarily having a two in the title and it also like showing off that trailer that had it had no peter parker to where if you finish the first game You'd understand why that feels off in terms of like Peter Parker being nowhere in the game, uh, yeah. or in that first trailer, he's probably sure. going to be in the game. Um, that do- that doesn't necessarily feel like a Spider-Man two. Like that feels like some corner, some some sort of spin-off or some sort of offshoot title. But like not offshoot or spin-off in a bad way, right? Like my brain immediately went to to Lost Legacy, and I think that's where we all yeah. kind of jumped to. If this yeah, game yeah. comes out and it's like a forty dollars thing, and you get like what like ten to fifteen hours worth of story and gameplay, and like. New York and even if it's if it is the same New York from Spider-Man 2018 that is maybe slightly altered in some ways to, to yeah. bring it up to speed like that's all I that's all I really expect and I think that will be like a really good satisfying experience
0: yeah all I want is uh, more hours in this in the you know as we I went back and watched the trailer again last night right seeing Miles uh, play you know far different than what Spider-Man does seeing him uh, you know uh, swinging in a, in a web in a web's seeing him swing in a way that is not the exact same web slinging we saw from Pete in Spider-Man. Like that's what I'm looking for. I want a thing. And if it's going to be on par with lost legacy, beautiful, perfect. That's all I need. Yeah. And I understand that. And I think it's a smart way to do it of what we're talking about, right? Where Spider-Man two was not going to be ready for launch, nor should it be necessarily. Yeah. Right. And so rather than rush that put out this experience, something like first light, something like a uh, lost legacy, something where we can get in, move, exist back in this world, move the plot forward, figure out what's going off miles, and then get nutty with whatever Spider-Man 2 is going to be. Because you assume this how, is going to set up Spider-Man 2.
1: How, how different, or let me even ask this, how much of an upgrade do you think this is going to be from Spider-Man 2018? Like, do you think New York is going to be that different? Or, like, is the main difference going to be, like, more story and a different Like, different abilities for Spider-Man.
0: I think the main difference... Well, you asked two different questions there. The main difference gameplay, yeah, will be that Miles, I think, will feel distinctly different than Peter did. Uh, You know, with his Venom Strike and all that jazz. I think he'll play different, feel different. Obviously, we'll have a new story, and that'll be awesome. I think the other part of it is that this will finally be... Uh, the chance for PlayStation to flex the muscle they've talked about in every one of these Wired articles, right? Of Look at Spider-Man. There's no more load times. You can swing over there in the draw distance and like it'll be that taking Spider-Man PS4, which is already a beautiful game, putting it onto PlayStation 5, putting ray tracing on all those buildings, putting reflections into all that, putting the surround sound into all that, or the, you know, 3D, whatever the hell sound they're calling it. Yeah. Mark certainly looking at your ear, putting yeah, they, all that H-R-T-F, into something, whatever. putting all that, on, uh, those bells and whistles onto a game that was already gorgeous, and then releasing that, and then showing you, like, this is the power of your PlayStation. Look at you go. Look at how fast it goes. Look at how beautiful it is. Look at, you know, I, I think that's the power of it, especially coming off a game we already all know so well, to pop it in and be like, holy shit. Like there, I don't need to use the subway anymore. It's that fast. There's no loads, all that jazz. I think that's the power of it.
1: Do you think we at some point get Spider-Man 2018 on PS5 in like some sort of new version?
0: Yes, I could see that easily. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, I think this is the, you know, ongoing argument, right? Of not even argument, but a discussion of, you know, like what is PlayStation's answer going to to smart delivery going to be? Is it just going to be Mm -hmm. that they put out PS5 versions of of some games? And if so, are you having to rebuy them and yada, yada, yada? I think where this gets uh, dicey uh, and where, where I think this head of European business might've gotten thrown is that I wouldn't be surprised if there is going to be a definitive edition PlayStation five here is all of Spider-Man. You know what I mean? And it is, it's a PlayStation. It's the PlayStation four game. It's all the DLC it's game of the year. And it's got this miles content added into it as well. It's a new system. It's a new thing. Why not just buy this one thing that that gives you everything you want. Then the argument does become okay. Well, hold on a second. I own it on PlayStation four. Like, Do I not get the super enhanced version? Is there nothing? I can can play it backwards compatible, of course, but whatever bells, whistles and other things you're adding to it, do I not get that? And that's back to the argument we're having all the time of this standoff with Xbox being like smart delivery. You won't, (laughs) you buy it once you own it everywhere and PlayStation being like, we're not talking about that yet. Destiny will give it to you for free. Will we? I, Greg Miller I, would tell you if I'm PlayStation, no, I would not give you the most, the best selling PlayStation game of all time. Would I give that to you for free? No, fucking buy it again. 10% of the people who bought it, I'd rather have that. I'm not I'm saying that's in, the cool move. For sure. Like I'm st-
1: I'm still in such a weird place with smart delivery and Play- PlayStation specifically mm-hmm. and how their side of it is going to work if they have their own version of it. Because I feel like at this point, we're kind of getting kind of late into where that conversation is. Right. Like smart delivery is a thing that, that Microsoft has kind of talked about for months at this point. Right. Like we're very, we're very well acquainted to the idea. Um and I feel like smart delivery could have been a cool thing to pull out during this last uh PlayStation 5 game reveal thing. And I kind of understand why they don't because like that that feels like a conversation that comes in line with like features and yeah, when that's we when we're talking about
0: the UI and all that yeah. nuts in both of this.
1: Yeah. But even still, right? Like in terms of where we're at with with both platforms in that conversation. I feel like not talking about what their what PlayStation's version of Smart Delivery or cross or whatever it may be, yet is kind of it's kind of weird because like more and more like we're we're in the place where developers and publishers are are, are revealing PS5 games more and more they're revealing next gen yeah. games more and more and like we're in we're in the the summer of gaming or summer game fest or play for all whatever whatever you want to categorize it as right like we're <laughs> we're in that season that game reveal season I feel like by now you'd kind of want that information out there so people totally. can be as as transparent as possible, and as straight as straightforward and direct as possible when talking about, oh yeah, if you have, let's say, Rainbow Six Siege on PS4, you have it on PS5. The fact that they haven't talked about it yet kind of gives me some worry uh, as far as like it maybe not being there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the million dollar question is how is this going to shake out? Because, yeah, backwards compatibility puts everything there. But if it's not, if you're going to be, re- it it gets so convoluted really quickly, as we've taught, we've learned many a time on this conversation. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, it's more about like if you're putting it out on a, as a PlayStation enhanced version of it, like, well, how do you handle the people who already own it? What do you want to do with that? And I think yeah. Spider-Man is an interesting one. And having this be standalone is an interesting answer where it is like. If you want to buy the game of the year, crazy ass PlayStation Five edition that I don't, you know, is going to look better and have be optimized for PlayStation Five more than your backwards compatible PS Four copy, then you can do that. If you just want miles, you can just buy miles and be like everybody else. But even then, there, I feel like there is going to be that whole like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, I'd want, I'd, I'd replay the whole thing if I could for free, but I am not going to do that. But again, I don't think that I don't. It's you get into this, uh, you wade into this argument of. Uh, how PlayStation wants to be viewed and how much business how how business minded do you want to be? Do you want to do the right thing for the consumer or do you want to do a pro-consumer move, or do you want to do the pro-business, pro-corporate move and do that? And then how much blowback will that really give you? And for at least Sony first parties, how many of these games are we really worried about? Right? Like, I don't think this affects God of War. I don't think they're gonna do a God of War game of the year PS5 edition. Like, I don't think that's I don't think I don't think you're gonna see a lot of those kind of games but I do think the way they've touted Spider-Man, the way they've had obviously Insomniac working on PlayStation 5 tech for uh, Miles Morales, I think there's an interesting argument there to why you would do. Hey, it is Spider-Man PS5. Like it is everything it's everything we've done for Spider-Man so far mm-hmm. and it runs the best. That would make sense. Best. Yeah.
1: That would make a that make a lot of sense to have like a Spider-Man like let's say 2021, 2022 have a version of Spider-Man that is Spider-Man 2018 with all the enhancements, Spider-Man Miles Morales, all that packaged up. Um but yeah, like this conversation gets weird and interesting because I'm actually with I'm with you as far as like how we've talked about smart delivery and its importance uh and what that means as far as like the conversation between PlayStation and Xbox and what their features are, because like backwards compatibility does exist. Backwards compatibility is going to have boosting features for the PS5, right? Sure. Like and so like when that when that's factored in, I know whenever we have this conversation, it, it it snowballs, but when that's factored in, right, like how much does smart delivery delivery truly matter as like a like a big bullet point like i think i think it's a cool like awesome thing for, like a, consu- a very consumer driven thing yeah, as far as like hey, yeah like you you let you let your audience buy something once they get it on whatever platform it's released for and it's not confusing i think that's an, that's an awesome thing but yeah like if playstation doesn't have smart delivery i i don't necessarily think it's the end of the world but i do think it's, it's one of those it's one of those check boxes where like I, I think the like the audience and how, and how that conversation goes will carry that checkbox further than like alone like zooming out, looking at it, it really matters if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I know you know people always want to bring up and they're not wrong, of course. Cross buy has existed on PlayStation forever, right? I buy this one game and I get it on PS3, Vita, and PlayStation Four, depending on what it is. That's where it gets interesting. Of what will that mean for PlayStation Five? And if they do take a spider-man definitive edition game of the year yada 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 put it together with miles to them to the playstation store that is a different version than the version you own if you just own the base spider-man and all the dlc and so like what does that mean to them and how does that go and these are like these are questions playstation needs to answer but it's also i don't think a pressing concern for them because i don't think it's going to affect as many games as first party games as you'd really worry about i you know we already saw with destiny this week right them being like we support smart delivery and if you buy if you have destiny on ps4 you're going to get upgraded to playstation 5 version and it's like okay so if it's that easy for destiny you assume it is that easy for everybody else of course Mm -hmm. destiny again is a platform it's they're not saying here's destiny 2 game of the year edition and i'm getting into very minutiae of of skews and how the back end sees things and how transactions are processed. I understand that. But I think for something like that, for something like No Man's Sky, which is not confirmed for any of the things we're talking about, the, that, that those are just games. Those make sense to me that you'd be like, all right, cool. You yeah. own that, then you get this. It is just a switch we flip and you know, all we're doing is putting 4K assets into whatever and putting it in there. It's ready to go. But especially yeah, when you, you get into the Spider-Man like, thing, it's interesting.
1: Especially for stuff that's cross play. Like that, you imagine that stuff is is easier, even more encouraged to have Cross platform or cross by in that way, uh, Des- is Destiny play or is that just cross progression?
0: It's cross progression, so I can play on my PlayStation Four, you know, go on Destiny, make sure I've linked my Stadia or whatever, and bring my save mm-hmm. down there and go vice versa back and forth.
1: So I wonder if if, if in that case, a PS5 version of Destiny only ah, in the PS5 yeah. pool, or if you're bringing in PS4 players into that as well. Like yeah. I wonder how how that goes.
0: Well, yeah, they're going to focus on what cross-generation they said this year, cross-play next year. So we'll get there.
1: Oh, okay. So they've announced cross-play.
0: They've announced they're working or, on it. That That's 2021 vision. 2020 is, uh, let's do cross-generation so that PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 players can play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time around, let's do it so everybody's playing. And gotcha. Everything. Um, as we sit here and debate all of this PlayStation stuff, let's talk a little bit about the PlayStation 5, right? I have this just as PlayStation 5 follow-ups, not a full-blown segment here on psl love you or no i'm sorry i'm kind of funny games daily yesterday was the psl love you takeover uh what i want to get into is yesterday of course we went through cameron kennedy's bingo card in the middle of it yeah. we started making bets and stuff and we shouted out to one uh nanobiologist that he needs to sit there and figure it all out take notes score us do all this different stuff and he referee. Said, he said very begrudgingly in the chat okay so here are the results are you ready for the results blessing
1: First of before you even get into it, I just want to say I've, I've already looked ahead at some of these. Some of these are bullshit. Oh, no. I'm just gonna, A lot, I'm just a lot of these are bullshit.
0: Yeah. A lot of this is bullshit. But again, we said Nano do it. Nano did it. We can't argue. We pick the judge, and that's how it is. All right. All right. Nano biologist writes in and says, Hi, Greg. You asked me to keep score of your responses to the bingo sheet yesterday. Well, you all suck and had the same responses to many questions or went too into the weeds. And I just boiled it down to most to, I just boiled down most into if you agree or disagree. Next time, make it more fun by giving different answers. First off next time, break your dick off, nanobiologist. All right, we're here. We're trying to win. We're trying to make smart predictions. I'm not on some fucking game show on Nickelodeon. I'm here on the number one gaming daily podcast telling you, hey, Here's what I think is going to happen, all right? You shut the fuck up. Uh, So here we go. We're going to go. Some of them are super short. Some of them have way more explanation here. Uh, If Horizon is being shown, it's not a full sequel. Uh, Blessing said Horizon Zero Dawn 2 would be announced for 2021 with a prologue at PS5 launch like Ground Zeroes. Greg said Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is announced and a launch title. Nano's the ref says, uh, we don't know the release date yet, so no points. Blessing zero, Greg zero. Uh, dream art stream free for what you got something to say there? Are you fair with that one? No, just okay? said, I
1: just said fair, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, we said about art streaming free on PlayStation 5. Greg said it won't happen if it does, it'll be free later. Blessing said won't be announced today, but will be announced when the PlayStation 5 price and box are revealed. Nano's note, uh, I can't really judge you for this one. Both of you said it wouldn't happen, uh, it didn't happen, so I both you both get a point, Greg one, blessing one. New Ratchet and Clank, blessing yes. Greg can see is what I said. Nano said bless said yes, which is way more definitive than Greg's can see it happening. So I'm giving bless the point. Bless two, Greg it. one. Take note, Greg. Got to be more confident in your answers. You, fu- you I, this is a screw job. This is a Montreal oh, screw this job. Right to right? Me.
1: I agree. I was way more confident in Ratchet. This Greg.
0: one is like you want to talk about like the most garbage fucking r- r- referee job here. Here comes the next one. Infamous game for PlayStation Five. Blessing says no. Greg says no. Will be new Uncharted, which is not what I said. I said no. If it was going to happen, it would be an Uncharted. Nano's note: Bless gets the point here since there was no Uncharted game shown. Parentheses. Nice try trying to win those technical half points, but that ain't happening with me. Blessing. Good three, job, Nano. Greg one. Fuck I take off. it all back. Damn Nano's it. great. I take it all
1: back. Maybe there's not bullshit in here. Nano's, no sign Nano's of
0: Spider-Man it. or God of War sequels. Blessing says no God of War, but Spider-Man is teased. Greg says no God of War, and it's too early to tease Spider-Man. Nano says Bless gets the point here, plain and simple. Spider-Man, Miles Morales shown, and I'm treating it like Lost Legacy since it's an, exp- it's an expansion. Bless four, Greg one, Destiny. Trailer. I'm right. Bless doesn't expect doesn't expect it, but it'll be cool. Greg didn't provide an answer. You just said yeah to what blessing was saying, while not declaring <laughs> if you agreed or not. Yeah, isn't isn't in agreement to you, nanobiologist? <laughs> yeah, is that me affirming that yes, you were saying? Exa- Why would they show the desk? <laughs> no blessing bit. gets the point. Blessing five, Greg one. No box shown. No PlayStation Five shown. Blessing says no box. He agrees. Greg says, we will see the box. Uh, Nano's note, the box was shown. Greg gets the point. Also, it's growing on me. Yeah, it's a, it's a good looking box. Uh, blessing five, Greg two. Uh, no less than three dogs, not one cat, excluding big cats. Blessing agreed. Greg disagreed. Nano's note, only cats are shown. Uh, as a dog person, I'm offended PlayStation. Greg gets the point. Blessing five, Greg three. All right. I'm Did you really disagree with that one? That's what the ref says, and I'm going to fucking take the point. I I don't remember what I said. I don't recall you agreeing, but all right. Uh, No PlayStation now. We both agreed. We both get points. Blessing six, Greg four. Uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale two. We both disagreed. Uh, It wasn't shown. We both get the point. Blessing seven, Greg five opens with a demo reel uh sizzle reel second blessing agreed i disagreed and said uh sizzle reel first nano says man it would have been hyped to get a game first but we got that cool playstation through the ages sizzle reel so greg gets the point blessing seven greg six i'm back baby i'm in it uh crashes back we both agreed nano says lol no <laughs> points hashtag slaves save sly blessing seven greg six uh no gta six we both agreed uh we both uh we both agree there'd be no GTA Six. Uh, he says we almost did, but Rockstar faked us out. No points, seven to six. Shouldn't we both get the Wait. points for that? Yeah, we should both get this the referee's for that. crooked. He is crooked. <laughs> uh, crooked. But he, he wrote blessing seven, Greg six. Siphon filter. We both said no. We were both right. We each get a point. Eight to seven. Uh, blessing in the lead. Red Dead Two enhanced for PlayStation Five. GTA is not. We both disagreed. Uh, Nana says you both said neither would happen, but Rockstar said "fuck you, Greg and Blessing," and we're upgrading GTA Five. No points, Blessing eight, no, Greg seven. I'm I'm just gonna
1: say I've been beating the drum that GTA Five is gonna get re- was gonna get remastered or a re release on PS Five, but uh-huh, I did uh-huh. I did I do think I said that it wasn't going to be shown yesterday well,
0: seems like the ref is correct on that one all which right. i'm, 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 I'm blaming discuss- you i feel
1: like you influenced me here
0: oh hey you know, you know what I, that's the thing maybe you should be me be more affirmative you know what i mean not just roll over I mean, like you on a sunny day half-life alex for playstation 5 no release window blessing agreed because he's crazy greg disagreed uh nano says no half-life alex no point for blessing it is now tied eight all everybody final fantasy 16 we both disagreed he says of course yeah no no final fantasy you, you both get a point. point nine to nine uh new dragon age is teased blessing agreed i disagreed that gets me the point it's now eight or, uh, it's blessing eight greg nine i'm in the lead no price we both agreed nine to ten i'm in the lead uh no last of us two or ghost of tsushima uh Blessing agreed. Greg said counting Bullshit. the sizzle reel. Counting the sizzle reel. Bullshit. Both appeared during the sizzle reel. Blessing, I'm sorry, but Greg gets the point This, This this nine is the, this is eleven the book
1: talking about. Because when 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 we first brought this up, I said, Yeah, I don't expect to see the last was two or ghost of Shima, to which what you were you said Oh, yeah, I could see it like in a sizzle reel. And I said, Oh, if we're talking about sizzle reels, yes, I can see it. Nailball, just
0: take slip. But you locked it. in your answer beforehand. All right. You locked in your answer. I'm it's sorry. I like- have to take the, yeah. point. He, him, the point. I agree this ref is crooked and we shouldn't he, trust him, but he gave me the point. I got to go. Bullshit. I go. It should I be tied. Right, uh, no Batman one. or Harry Potter game. Blessing agreed. Greg says just a Batman logo. I'm pretty sure I said no, but if anything happened, there might be the. But I digress. We got nothing. No zips, no, no zip zoops, no wishes. no quick Twitter teases, nothing. Blessing gets the point. Blessing 10, Greg 11. Resident Evil 8, we both agreed it happens. 11 to 12, Greg is still in the lead. Dual sense is said by five plus different voices. Damn, this one screwed me. Blessing agrees, Greg disagrees. It was said once, maybe twice, so Greg gets the point. Blessing 11, Greg 13. COVID-19 is mentioned only once and not by name, we both agreed Uh, they didn't even do this, so no points Uh, Blessing still at 11, Greg still at 13 Avengers game footage Blessing disagreed, Nano says Greg agreed, I think I did not, I think I was explaining to you that it is cross-platform, but I didn't think it would happen Uh, he says, while Spider-Man is an Avenger, we didn't get Avengers footage so Blessing gets the point the final tally, Blessing 12 Greg 13 damn, close as as an anabiologist starts to raise my hand to declare me the victor, he tosses in this fucking garbage. There were some wild predictions in the end provided by Blessing. I am a huge fan of extra credit. So, there was so there was Blue Points Demon Souls game and Gran Turismo both predicted by Blessing. So Blessing gets two extra points, bringing the Whoa. final score to fourteen to thirteen. Oh Blessing man. Game.
1: Oh look at that! Fuck victory. off. We were
0: going off the bingo thing. There was victory. no reason for. Extra there was no announcement. <laughs> I fucking
1: loser. <laughs> listen, I don't make the rules. Nanobiologist is a judge, and listen, he's, he's 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 not fair. But you know, like I'll take it. He is the judge. He's what we got. It's not what we deserve, but he's who we got. So it's
0: like having, okay. it's like, I'm still cold, and you're the corporate version of the Rock, and then he's Vince McMahon, a special guest referee, and no matter what, I'm not going to be able to get out of this. Pretty much, yeah. Garbage, hot and garbage. Thank you, Nanobiologist. I love it's it. It's upsetting. You know? Is it? Yeah, I, I like to win things. You know, I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be All able right?
1: to tell from your record.
0: <laughs> we'll keep on this one. <laughs> Dapper Steve with a PH <laughs> has a PlayStation 5 question. Hello there, Greg and blessing. Simple question regarding the blue light on that beautiful PlayStation 5 console. Do you think it will change colors just like the light on the controllers do? For example, red when you're low on health, yellow to indicate enemies are nearby. Also, would you ever want to change the colors outside of what the PlayStation 4? Oh, I'm sorry. Would you even want it to change colors outside of what the PlayStation 4 already does? PlayStation is all about giving immersion, and I feel like that would be a nice additive if the light changes per situation. But I can also see people finding it distracting.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be super annoying. Like we're talking about yeah. the light that's on the console, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be super annoying. I think that'll I think that will just be like the the like on and rest mode colors. Like I imagine that that blue will probably turn to orange. Um and like I I don't think it's gonna go further than that. Because like the idea of like playing GTA five, the PS5 version and being chased by the cops and those lights flashing, that sounds like a nightmare.
0: <laughs> I, it's interesting because that's the thing about the dual shock, right, where you know the original version of the dual Shock four obviously had the light bar in the front, so you rarely used it and then they cut the light on top of it so you could actually see it a bit more in terms of it actually working and then now, with the dual sense right the bar the light being able to come out kind of like you know out of the cave and I think illuminate more for me that's such a novelty of like i even playing last of Us part two for review like i I don't even i think it does i think it changes based on my health bar but i honestly I can't, can't I cannot remember
1: you. one color change because how do i look at my control when controller? do i ever
0: look at my controller when playing a game and like even yeah. when the room is dark it's the light coming off the tv more than that like i think the controller lights are still going to be obviously used for vr i think they're going to change obviously uh for player in which co- play, color uh, uh, what number player you are and changing color that way yeah but like it's such a weird thing that i yeah i definitely don't see the console light bar changing like as you're playing because i think that would be super distracting and weird and most people have an entertainment settings centers i would be interested if you could change it on your own like a fucking mood light or whatever but i also doubt that because i think the whole as you look at this futuristic white black and blue console playstation clearly has an aesthetic they're going for with it and i don't think they're gonna let you get in there
1: Yeah, and like to the point of like the multiplayer game thing, right? Like I was I was trying to flip through the games in my mind that I could remember using the the light bar. And like I like GTA five is the first one, but then Tekken or I well, FIFA came to mind, right? Where you have like the the player indicators and they're different colors and like those colors coordinate with your controller color. Like those are cool uses of the light bar and of of those colors, but that's not a thing you can do with the console, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're playing multiplayer, like you can't have that light reflect the like player number one and two at the same time. Sure, Um, of course. And so, like, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily even want it to have that functionality. I do think it would be cool if you could change it yourself to have like that that mood lighting. But to what you said, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that's what PlayStation has in mind with this thing. Like, I very much look at the color, the color in the PS5 console as the exact same as like the colors in the PS4,
0: where you turn it on, it turns blue. You yeah. turn you turn it. To I hope mode, it doesn't do the it orange. Orange. I hope they get really? rid of the orange. I've, I always I, felt like that's yeah. the one that doesn't belong. Like, I don't think of my, uh, the, the white and the blue. I'm like, that makes perfect sense for the system. And then it glows orange. And I'm just like, I don't know. What would never... be your rest mode color then?
1: Cause like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the orange with the white. That's like my main thing. Yeah. But I don't know what other color it'd, it'd be for rest mode. Cause like, I, I, I orange works as like something that's like warm, I guess. Something that's, I do like, I mean, I, mean I, I feel like
0: the blue they use is a royal blue, right? If you could go more cyan for it, but then I guess it's going to be really hard to differentiate between white and blue. See, I, I like to bitch about oh, yeah. things, but I don't have the answers. That's fair. I can't tell you what? what like, now.
1: PS3 was red for the for the rest mode. Red, red was
0: was red off, like, or, and then yellow was on. Or no, it was no, white. It was, I'm thinking had, of like, the red and blue, right? I'm thinking of the slim. And it was, oh, I'm thinking
1: of like that big old thing. The oh, the you're talking gig. about the,
0: the original, the original, right? the original yeah,
1: because that's what I had. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I got well, no, I got the yellow light of death, which meant that it was dying, so it yeah. definitely wasn't yellow. And so I think it was red for rest mode. It was red like when the there red. was
0: yeah, it was there was power to it, but it was on.
1: Yeah. Whatever, yeah, but then there was like blue, I think,
0: for like it was on on. No. And then PS2 had red. No right? no 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 no. There was no blue on the motherfucker. Well, you're talking about a different PS. I, I'm very much envisioning my slim back there. Wasn't was there not like a green color too, or am I thinking of the PS2? There was. You're thinking about your PS3, your fat PS3, right? Yeah, my fat PS3. I haven't fucking turned one of those on in like literally a decade. <laughs> I'm trying to find
1: pictures of a, of a fat PS3. You go you all, do that. I going to I'm going yeah. to
0: lead us into the next thing. You find the photos over here. Um so yeah, if, and all ladies and gentlemen, of course, we're summarizing everything that happened at the PlayStation 5 uh, event. If you missed it, of course, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games, watch our entire reaction uh, alongside it. Uh thank you so many, so many of you have gone and watched that. It's amazing. Uh and then of course there's an episode of PS I Love You, xoxo that is the post show to that live reaction where for an hour we run over everything that was going on, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't. Uh we're getting a lot of breaking news in there talking about like what has been confirmed as time to console exclusive. What hasn't been, what are release dates and things like that. Uh, but yeah, waking up this morning and existing in a world for me, I don't know about you, Bless. For me, waking up, obviously, it was all about Miles Morales, Spider Man, and it was all about the console itself. Like, I think there's a lot of great stuff in there. I can't get the Bug Snacks song out of my head and shit like that. But those are the things that stand out to me in terms of like the two big things for me.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like, Spider Man for sure. I- One thing I realized is that I feel like we all kind of collectively forgot that Horizon uh, was announced yesterday, Horizon 2, which I still can't remember the full name. Horizon something West? Horizon New West? No. Horizon... Far West. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. (laughs) Yes, Horizon Forbidden West. Like, that's a game that I've not necessarily seen people talk about. And I I think that might just be because, like, the trailer we got was more of a cinematic trailer, and, like, the new information we got was basically just setting um and like some new creatures but like there's not necessarily much
0: to dive into uh the the other problem with it too is like it it has there's the other problem for why i don't think you see more people talking about horizon forbidden west is twofold number one this was like the most slam dunk that's going to happen we even if like the argument i think really in the debate was will it be a launch game i don't think anybody was debating will it be there are you going to see that is that a you know is that going to be one of the playstation 5 crowning uh, crown jewel is at this announcement so I think when you have a property like that, that you already know is going to be uh, there, it's already going to be a uh, big deal. It's harder to have that catch you off guard, especially when it pops up and it is like, oh, this it looks great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not beautiful, but it's like, oh, cool. It looks like Horizon. It's Aloy running around doing stuff. Awesome. I think if it would have done, like debuted, like we, the rumors have been that it was that co-op experience and stuff like that, and they showed that, that would have gotten more juice to it. But I think it's number one, the fact that it's predictable and we knew it was coming. And then number two, it was so close to the actual reveal of the console. I think by the time, like, you figure, like, starting with Miles, right, and first off, starting with Miles and having that be out of the fucking blue, that had so much time to get crazy and us to get hyping and be all about it. And then Horizon, by the time we saw it, I was like, that was great, that was great, and then it was like, alright, here's the console itself. And the console yeah. doesn't look like anything you expected.
1: Yeah. I can definitely see that. Um, Bucks, Bucks, next is one I also I keep understand. thinking about for some reason. Like, that's the game that, that I keep returning to, uh, but I also like fucking uh, Kenna, that's that. That's yeah. another game that I'm I'm hella excited about. Like legit, like I'm not joking when I say that. Like over half of the games I'm very excited about, and I think that rarely happens with the conference. And so, shout out we'll to see it. You.
0: Yeah. Did you find out anything about your colors? You were worried about there.
1: Man, I'm finding so much. Like, apparently there are a lot of colors on the PS3 as far as like the lights go. Uh, the because one. I'm like there
0: was the two lights on it. I remember that.
1: Yeah, there are two different lights on the launch one, and I'm not necessarily finding concrete info uh, about. The launch one specifically but like i'm seeing here i'm just looking at like like a a tech guide for the ps3 and there's a solid red light which is the power light uh, which tells you that the ps3 system is off or in standby mode there's a solid green light um which means your console is switched on and working normally there's a flashing red light which i guess that's like an overheating thing it's flashing green there's flashing green slash yellow slash red there's solid blue which is a disc light
0: now There's here a i want to shout out in the chat erroneous tosses us this thing here right and i think it might even be what you're looking at but it's worth pointing out that again this is for the slim model it's it's using a slim up there not using the yeah. big boy when you're specifically talking about what the big boy was like
1: yeah and i'm also looking at one that's for the slim. i cannot find one that's for the for, that's for the big man all, the big nobody boy.
0: cares nobody cares the big boy was replaced big deal Rest in peace. number two on the roper report jesus Uh, The Last of Us 2 reviews have dropped. We have the roundup for you right now. I should say right now. At 9.26 a.m. Pacific time, uh, The Last of Us Part 2 was sitting with a fat 96 on Metacritic. Uh, Some reviews to pull from. Uh, Caniplaythat.com gave it a 10. I think it's – Herman Hulse pulled this one up on Twitter, and that's where I saw it. But I think it's one of the most interesting ones, right? Because this isn't even about gameplay as much as it's about uh, all the accessibility options. Courtney Craven wrote, I've only skimmed the surface of the vastness of customization provided for disabled players here. And it's a testament to what Naughty Dog has done with this game. Not only have they joined the ranks of Ubisoft and the coalition in leading the industry and advancing the inclusion of disabled gamers in their design process, but they have set a new standard for all games to strive for. They've given the world a game that truly anyone can simply pick up and play and not run into barrier after barrier. And that is an amazing feeling as barriers often leave me abandoning most games. And they did it all without, gasp, compromising their artistic vision. I thought that was an interesting one to start on. I think, obviously, at a 96, you can expect the reviews to be pretty goddamn glowing. But to have it from the accessibility options that they talked about earlier this week, right, or maybe even mid last week to mm-hmm. see those really take hold and have people uh, from can I play com and Steve Saylor, the blind gamer come out and be like, I think Steve Saylor said uh, specifically like there's going to, this is the moment of like accessibility options before last of us part two and after in terms of like, this is how you do it and this is how you make your game inclusive so anyone can play it. You so know, hats off to like, Naughty Dog for that of course. Going
1: in, I I think I mentioned this during the re- the review that posted at midnight but like going into the game and first starting it and seeing the accessibility menu pop up and going in there and seeing all the different options that were available and actually like tweaking some of the, some of them to work specifically for me and like yeah. somebody who like doesn't have any difficulty playing video games regularly like being able to do things as simple as just messing around with subtitles like that that stuff felt very eye-opening into saying like oh you can do this and you can make it work right like as simple as uh uh what we get, in, get what we get in, in in a lot of modern games which is like the brightness thing where it's like turn your get, turn your game up all the way to where you can see like the darkest of the dark and the lights of the light right like in in a similar way to where so many games implement that like you can implement accessibility options in ways that don't affect how you play the game or don't affect the the artistic vision or whatever like yeah that i, I think that uh, was a really cool thing when i jumped into the game
0: yeah and uh it's been interesting to use them I've a lot of how subtitles uh, in our review if subtitles are you know uh, so well done there um last night you know i was going through i'm grinding on the platinum trophy and so i'm going after a lot of collectibles and colorblind mode highlights it, it grays out the entire thing mm-hmm. makes you blue then makes enemies red and then makes uh, things you can interact with gold and so i was using that last night of like there's a collectible a trading card somewhere in this place where is it right and i switch that on to kind of have like x-ray vision On like this is like my third time or fourth time in many of these instances through these levels like it was easy it was helpful to have that so even there's benefits even if you have you know if you have no disability and you just want to see what it would be like yeah again worth pointing out that our review is up uh youtube.com slash kind of funny games and, and as a gamescast podcast uh it's me tim blessing and christine Steimer from what's good games and we are all universally that this game's a masterpiece right bless
1: yeah oh i mean i don't think i use the word masterpiece but like i'm i'm i think i'm definitely there with you guys as far as like how like how excellent it is like i'm I'm still i'm still in the place where i'm personally kind of processing like how i feel about the end product and how like where i'm where i'm at in terms of it being a masterpiece or not like i've I've actually been it's actually been such an interesting thing like reading through people's reviews and reading through other people's impressions because i think the game for me is a lot to take in and so like i think the thing that i like i very much acknowledge is that i think there's so much about the game that is masterpiece quality like the game i think the gameplay or like the combat specifically i think is masterpiece quality i think the story is masterpiece quality uh in terms of like how well they tell a story i think the i think the the like graphically, it's masterpiece quality and all these things. But I'm still like, it's one of those things where the the game does so much, and the game is so the, the game tries to be bigger than itself in a, in a lot of ways. Not necessarily that like it can't handle handle the weight of of what it's doing, but it it tries to go further and, and push boundaries in ways that for me, I'm still like, I'm still trying to grapple with. I'm still trying to trying to like interpret for myself. And so like, I'm I'm with you guys as far as like it being like a masterpiece quality thing, sure. but. I don't. I'm, I don't know if I'm there yet, as far as like it being like a masterpiece for me, if that makes sense.
0: No, hundred percent. No, I think. I th- I think you know. I, what I, my example always of that is Red Dead, right? Or a Red Dead Two, where I would be like. This game is not for me. I'd enjoy it, but I can't sit here and not tell you it's a work of art. I can I can totally understand yeah. what other people are pulling from, and it's just not my kind of thing. Uh, speaking of my kind of thing, Gregway, let's see how everybody else reviewed it. IGN gave it a 10. Uh, Podcast Beyond host Jonathan Dornbush said, The Last of Us Part Two is a masterpiece worthy of its predecessor. Taking strides forward in nearly every way, Ellie steps into the spotlight and carries the sequel in a manner that feels like the culmination of everything that's made Naughty Dog's blockbuster storytelling so memorable since the original Uncharted on the PlayStation 3. It delivers a layered, emotionally shattering story on top of stealth and action gameplay that improves the first game's mechanics while integrating a bit more of Uncharted's greater mobility and action. But while Part 2 is a thrilling adventure, it still makes time for a stunning, nuanced exploration uh, of the strength and fragility of the uh, human spirit. The PlayStation 4 has one of its best exclusives in one of the generation's best games. Um, I think in something I saw it earlier today, so I'm kind of talking out my ass, but I believe it's something like more than 40 uh, 10 out of 10s right now for this one. Uh, GameSpot gave it an 8 over there. Callie said, "Uh, by the time I finished The Last of Us Part 2, I wasn't sure if I liked it. It's a hard game to stomach in part because so much of who Ellie is and what she does is beyond your control. She is deeply complicated and flawed, and her self and her selfishness hurts a lot of people. At times, the pain you inflict feels so senseless that it can leave you numb. It's all messy and bleak and made me profoundly sad for a myriad of reasons. But the more I reflect on it, the more I appreciate the story and characters at its core. I wanted almost none of it to happen the way it did, and that's why it's both beautiful and devastating oh, I'm sorry, and that's what's both beautiful and devastating about it. Meanwhile, I like this. It's a longer one, but it's from uh, Polygon's review. Of course, Polygon does give scores. Uh, Maddie Myers wrote the following to close out her review. Playing The Last of Us Part Two, a game that suppo- yeah, supposes that humans will enact violence upon one another to their dying breaths, is a very strange thing in 2020. Naughty Dog created a world in which people across America react to a massive structural crisis by dividing and disconnecting from others, rather than uniting together to demand something better not just for themselves, but for the most marginalized people in their communities. I see a widespread level of selflessness and an intense care for the preservation of human life in the real 2020. In fact, an increasingly loud demand for a society that meets that need. Our systems have failed in large part, but individual people remain strong and kind. Things, are rare, things have rarely been worse, but there is hope to be found in the actions of average folks fighting to do the right thing. We don't need a video game to rub our noses in hatred and violence to know that other people who are just trying to survive aren't the real enemy. The Last of Us Part 2 depicts individual people who are instead instead ruthless, capable, yet self-absorbed, and whose perception of violence is limited to how it affects them and their chosen family members. They are almost unbelievably unable to see the bigger picture. Part 2 ends up feeling needlessly bleak at a time when a nihilistic worldview has perhaps never been less attractive its characters are surviving but they're not learning and they certainly and they are certainly not making anything better maybe the most surprising thing that the last of us part two offered me was a surety that while the game was made with great skill and craft there are actually much much better than not oh, i'm sorry we are actually much much better than naughty dog thinks we are i thought yeah, that was i read
1: interesting. this one i read this one this morning and like it it was, it was an interesting one to kind of take in because like I don't necessarily know if I uh, agree with the to- totality of it but I kind of understand where they're coming from like sure. as, as far as like how they interpreted the game and all and it's this so it's one of those things where you know upon reading this one from Polygon and upon reading uh Callie's review and reading reading like a bunch of different reviews right sure. like that's one of the things that I, I really appreciate and enjoy about the game is the fact that like we're able to have all these different interpretations of it and have all these different conversations of it and come out of it with, with these different feelings and things like it all it reminds me a lot of actually of death stranding uh, and like less polarizing than death stranding but in a similar way to where death stranding had reviews that were all over the place because i feel yeah. like everybody kind of got something different from from that game i think last part two does a lot of similar things but in different ways, right? Where death stranding, like I I feel like for all of us, right? We play Death Stranding and, and we make that decision of like, all right, this gameplay's fun uh and it's for me, or all right, this gameplay is, is dumb and it's not for me, or like the story's rid- ridiculous, or like the story's quirky, but I like it. And like we have like we have all these different things that we take from it. Um and we're able to make we a lot of us are able to make that decision with with Death Stranding pretty quickly as far as is it for us or is it not for us? Where yeah. it last was part two, I think like legit it was probably like 75 percent into the game where i was like all right i really i really really do like this but like it took me getting through that journey to get to that point of of kind of being like all right yeah like this is this is good to me but even still like after beating it like i'm still i'm still in that place of grappling how i feel feel
0: about it And that- Honestly, that's why I was so excited for the review embargo to lift. And I was so excited last night. I stayed in our comments for the first hour, but I was listening to Dornbush's video review and Callie's and going around and reading different things that as I could. Like, what I say in ours is, I mean, obviously how I feel about it, right? But if you've missed it, like, the idea for me personally is that this is so much more than a video game. And I think it exists in the space that's somewhere between being a game, being a movie, and being a great book. And what I mean by that is that I think it is – Doing things on another level, both in terms of gameplay and the things you think about games, but in terms of characters and story and motivations and symbolism that I don't see done in games, and I definitely don't see done in this large of a picture for games. Usually, I mean, there'll be symbolism obviously in games and stuff like that, but I think they're usually shorter than it is here, and so. The conversations I've had with everyone about this game, whether it's, you know, Jen who watched most of it with me and we'd you know, talk on car rides about it, whether it's a uh, Steimer who was keeping a journal and was texting me like, what about this one about that? And I think this means that And there's a lot of whether it's you and Tim just talking about the violence and the action and the, and the emotions it elicits like in the same way I talked about Red Dead Redemption 2. It's the same way, even though I po- I like this one is that this is, I think, a work of art. And that means Something far beyond review scores. I think that means something far beyond game of the year and a soundtrack and stuff like that. I think that this is a think piece. This is a uh, game you're going to an experience you're going to have and take something different out of it. In the same way, you know, I always talk about beating Last of Us Part One. I left and I was like, "Man, Joel's the bad guy." And I was like, "Wait, no, he isn't." That's this game from start to finish. Of you mm-hmm. sitting there and having you see people's choices, motivations, conversations, and you're like. But why? Oh, my God. I would have... Blah, blah, blah. Like in It's to what everybody is saying in the same line, right? Of doing things you don't necessarily want to do. And sure, that means murdering somebody or killing somebody who's trying to kill you or fighting a clicker. But it also means seeing people just make the decisions you don't want them to make. And I think that's what's powerful about it is, like, Ellie's character arc and, like, the other character arcs in the game are very much, like, the same but on different journeys. And that applies to so many different people in there that you can see... Yeah oh, they thought it this way, but that's not really what it is. And what? And I'm with I'm with Callie when I read her thing of like playing that game, like, oh, don't you see? Learn from the mistakes. That's not how it's supposed to be. Ah. And like, mm-hmm. you can't say that to Ellie. <laughs> yeah. You can't have her make that decision. And that is, it takes away your agency. And I think that's usually what games give us is the ability to make our own choices. And so since we're just playing Neil's story at that point, I understand, obviously Naughty Dog Story, but yes. playing a story, that's how it's got to be.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think that's what makes this game so interesting, right, is because, like, as a video game, for so many of us, like, the reason we play video games is to have our own choice and is to, like, be a participant in the story, whereas, yeah. like, but, like, not every video game wants to do that, right, like, Naughty Dog games for the most part are, and not even for the most part, pretty much all Naughty Dog games, as far as I can I remember and understand, right, are games that are putting you into the shoes of the character like there are stories sure. that the writers want to tell and this and the writers want you want you to experience and yeah, so but like, I think
0: you know the ones before the end of Last of Us right because even playing through Last of mm-hmm. Us I you we talked about this in the spoiler cast Last of Us 1 right it was that thing of like in the beginning you know Tess is like we're not good people like we've you know and Joel when he, you get caught by the uh, 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 not pirates the uh, hunters, hunters and she's like how did you know that was going to be an ambush he's like I've been on both sides of it like they tell you Joel's not a good person but for yeah. me personally, it never really resonated until he got to like, I'll pop your fucking kneecap off. Tell me where she is. Oh my God, he's he's not lying. Oh, I believe him. Bang. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah. fuck, right. Like this is a different thing. Whereas but yeah, yeah. Th- this is on such a different level.
1: But yeah, like, and that's, I, I mentioned during the review that like, the last of Us part Two feels like more of an analysis on like hate and revenge rather than like an indulgence in it. And I think to that point, right? Like I stick with that. Yeah. And I think the yeah. game, as far as like it being a sequel to last of us part 1 and it it being a a justified sequel and it referencing back last of us last of us part 1 and feeling like it piggybacks off of last of us part 1 like i think it does all that stuff extraordinarily extraordinarily well and it as an analysis on on hate and revenge right like i think like it does that and it dives into it and it, and i think for me as somebody who who's played through the game and like is now like kind of wrestling with 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 how I feel about it, even though like for yeah. the most part I'm like it's excellent. Like it's one of those things where I think the place I'm at now with the game is how do I feel about the analysis? Like do I agree with the analysis that that mm, that they mm, have? Do mm. I agree with the end, end result? Do I like it, do I line up with, with how with how Neil and Naughty Dog feels about like where they went with this story? Uh, which I think is honestly like a great place to be if yeah. from a, from a storytelling perspective and like a game creating perspective, right? Like you know i i think to be be, to be to have people in that place where now they have to fucking break this thing down in a way where they 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 end up in a place where they feel uncomfortable with it and 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 don't like you know where it's gone but can still like compliment the game player still compliment like oh yeah this is still like an achievement in 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 so many places like i think that's such a cool place to be to be able to tell that kind of story
0: totally yeah 100 percent uh like i said a lot more last of us part two content already up you can go get the games cast review spoiler free youtube.com slash kind of funny games please subscribe and remember of course yeah a full-blown spoiler cast next week and the week after that neil Druckmann, actually maybe more familiar faces coming by to talk about their experience with the game but for now Number three on the Roper Report. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Maverick is apparently Star Wars Squadrons. This is Jeff Grubb, or as I call him, Jeffy Jeffy Grub Grubb over at GamesBeat. Electronic Arts has a new Star Wars game coming called Star Wars Squadrons. The publisher is going to start teasing the new release from its EA Motive studio soon. But a leak on the Xbox website is spilling the details faster than a group of Boffin spies. That's a Star Wars reference if you didn't know. Blessing. I know usually you're watching Goku and whatever else cartoons you kids oh, think Oh, I love Goku. Uh, this is the rumored Star Wars Project Maverick that was first leaked onto the PlayStation Network back in March. EA will likely have much more to say about this during its upcoming EA Play event on June 18th. According to sources familiar with the game's production, Star Wars Squadrons is an aerial-slash-space combat game about piloting ships in head-to-head battles. It features a single-player campaign, but the main focus of Squadrons is on the multiplayer. The idea is to get players fighting against each other in team battles featuring iconic Star Wars vessels. EA plans to release the game for PC and consoles this fall motive previously worked on star wars battlefront 2 it was the studio responsible for the single player campaign it also assisted bioware on anthem now motive is stepping out as lead developer on star wars squadrons it's worth noting that the game is the direct result of ea wanting to release a new star wars game relatively quickly executives deemed other star wars projects too ambitious or requiring too many years of development so set your expectations accordingly
1: oh man that last doesn't do anything yeah right I mean, as far as does it do anything for mm-hmm. me, I I'm interested, but especially given that last part, like I'm ca- I'm very cautiously optimistic. Like I think the, the the idea for the game sounds cool, right? Like it being a multiplayer game that is space combat. Like I think that's what so many people want. for yeah. Star Wars. I I I might even prefer more so like a single player like Rogue Squadron kind of game, but I'll like I'll still take this. This still sounds awesome. Um, it's crazy that this is leaked by both the playstation and the Microsoft <laughs> playstation
0: and xbox doing like the predator handshake yeah
1: like <laughs> leaking, I, leaking I, could you imagine game. being ea mode of being like yo guys what the fuck man like why is it us like why is it only us that, that yeah. is getting this treatment from both of you guys um and so like that's hilarious but overall like cool idea we'll we'll see how it
0: pans out it's that you don't get me wrong i you know reading through it or whatever like you know how i i i'm after a in order right and i've been and going to D- disney and stuff i've never been a bigger star wars fan or whatever i grew up with my best friend poe so you know so many kind of funny friends fans know him poe was obsessed with uh Uh, the PC flight sims, TIE fighter and all that jazz. So I would come over and help him install them and then watch him play those. If it's something like that, like I don't mind it being a smaller game. If it's that, you know I mean? That's what they're driving at. If the idea is that play through single player campaign, it's short, it gets you going. And then you get into multiplayer and you're just flying around TIE fighting. I don't think necessarily doing something smaller scale is a bad idea. If it looks good and plays good, obviously motive, Mm -hmm. you know, a friend of the show, Mitch Dyer works up there. I'm sure he's writing on this then. Like, let's see what's it all about yeah
1: yeah i'm totally down for it
0: good um guess what jeffrey grub grub is back with the npd for may 2020 uh this is from GameSpeed again uh may 2020 did not have any breakout new releases but u.s video game fans opened up their wallets regardless according to industry tracking firm the npd group spending hit 977 million dollars for hardware full-game sales, and accessories. Perennial favorites like Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Grand Theft Auto V led the surge. Quote, May 2020 tracked spending across video game hardware, software, accessories, and game cards totaled $977 million, 52% higher when compared to a year ago, NPD analyst Matt Piscatella said. This is the highest track spend for a May month since the $1.2 billion achieved in May 2008. Hardware spending grew 56% in May 2020 uh, when compared to a year ago. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, now hardware spending is up to $235 million, said Matt again. Uh, this is the highest total in May in a month uh, since the $239 million total achieved in May 2010. Oh, wow. Uh, Your charts games here go like this. This is sort of by dollar sales, not numbers of units sold. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number two, Grand Theft Auto V. GamesBeat's own uh, Dean Takahashi had an article up basically pointed to this and going like, this is why uh, Sony made this deal and like why they opened their press conference with Grand Theft Auto Five, right? And if you missed that, of course, they did that announcing there'd be the new GTA. And then Eddie at GameSpot says, announced as part of the PlayStation 5 reveal event, Rockstar Games confirmed that all PlayStation Plus members on PS4 will get $1 million, G- $1 million GTA buck dollars, whatever. Uh, every month uh, they play GTA Online until GTA Online releases in on the PlayStation 5. This money will be deposited into your May's bank account uh, within 72 hours after you log in each time. That's not all, as the standalone version of GTA Online launching in 2021 will be free for PlayStation 5 owners during the first three months of its release. It's not completely free, however, as it does require a PlayStation Plus membership. But as you see right here with Grand Theft Auto V once again being number two on NPD sales for now going into its third console generation, it's <laughs> like going to be a pretty big deal that every PlayStation 5 owner gets it for free when they launch it. Anyways, I digress back to this number three, Animal Crossing New Horizons, number four, NBA 2K20, number five, Mortal Kombat 11, number six, Red Dead Redemption 2, number seven, Minecraft, number eight, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, number nine, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and number 10, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So like like Jeff says, I'm sorry, like Jeffy Jeffy Grub Grub says, no giant breakouts, but people still buying them games. Yeah, man like and
1: it, it seems it seems like the effects of everybody being at home and being being stuck in place like it yeah. seems like those are still taking effect right like this being the highest uh uh like highest dollar high, highest dollar amount year uh since what 2010 like that's since may two, 2010 like that's crazy like that's yep. it's still insane to see and animal yeah. cross new horizon still being number three is also pretty wild
0: hey man People love the fruits. Um, oh shit. I, I told my sister oh. I'd bring her peaches and I haven't done it yet. Number five, uh Gods and monsters. This is an interesting one. i do you saw this? A Gods and Monsters demo leaked on Stadia. This is Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer to close out the rope report. In early in early in early build of Gods and Monsters was available to play on Google Stadia last night, following a serious slip-up by the streaming platform. The unfinished demo version of Ubisoft's fantasy RPG was briefly available on Stadia store, listed under the code name Orpheus. So, of course, people got to playing it. As As expected, it looks like a cross between Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. In the demo, climbing uses a circular stamina bar, a direct copy from Zelda. Combat with big beasties, parentheses definitely not found in the real ancient Greece, also looks similar to that of Breath of the Wild. Here, the protagonist attacks a, are using st- sword strikes and quaff potions uh, to refill a health bar. Ubisoft has now confirmed the leak as coming from a year-old demo of the game, and that it will show, it will show its next official look at gods and monsters later in the summer. The game is also getting a new name then, too. Quote: "Our vision for the game formerly known as Gods and Monsters, has evolved in surprising ways, which is common when developing exciting new worlds, Ubisoft Quebec exec Mark Alexis Cote said in a statement issued to Eurogamer. This footage is from the E3 2019 demo, which was shown to select press last June and is now over a year old. Much has changed since then in terms of features, tone, art, and character design, and even the name of the game. We are hard at work on, and very excited to finally show players what we have created at the end of the summer. Stadia, in a statement initially to Kotaku, also shared with Eurogamer, apologized for the leak and said the demo had only briefly been available. Regretfully, this is a quote, on Thursday morning, we mistakenly made an E3 2019 demo version of Gods and Monsters from Ubisoft available on the Stadia store. That was not intended for the public to play, a Stadia spokesperson said. A few hundred gamers were able to play it for less than 30 minutes. We sincerely apologize to our partners at Ubisoft for this mistake, end quote
1: what Good a lord
0: you know weird they thing to have break over there for stadia
1: i really want to know what the story of gods and monsters is in like the development because this game was supposed to come out in february and it got pushed indefinitely and the, the, the fact that it has a different name now that that they're working with uh, and the fact that apparently the game is taking on like some sort of new form how does like how does that happen so late in development like i <laughs> I, I really want to know that's that seems Crazy to me, um. But then, yeah, like also for Stadia, like that's not a good look. Like that is yeah. very unfortunate for a service that's like all, I wonder, that's been struggling.
0: I wonder how it happened, because right there was conversations that Ubisoft had actually been working with Stadia. Of, like, it was actually easier for people to work from home. They were investigating with Stadia, you know, <laughs> using the cloud to actually move demos around and stuff like that. I wonder what switch got flipped, how that got unprivatized. But at least it's not that big of a deal. It's a smaller game. It's actually cool. I think that like. Hey, everybody's owning up to it. This happened. It was 30 minutes. Sorry. The games, you know, we'll hear about it more when Ubisoft talks this summer, but whatever. Yeah. Um, We're pointing want- out right now. Blessing. We have breaking news. Uh, that going back to uh, Star Wars Squadrons, uh, EA Star Wars has tweeted, pilots wanted tune in for the reveal trailer of Star Wars Squadrons this Monday, June 15th at 8 a.m. Pacific time. There's a YouTube link that is a countdown to the premiere itself. So. Uh, Uh maybe the maybe xbox didn't fuck up that badly (laughs) maybe it was just a couple hours wrong they didn't do it blessing exciting stuff i'm excited to see what this star wars squadrons is all about but monday is so far away if i want something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops today where would i go
1: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games Daily
0: Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Yeah. Out today, Warborn is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Project Warlock is on Xbox One. Goosebumps, Dead of Night is on Xbox One and PC. Zarkaria Pinball is on PS4. Super Soccer Blast is on PS4. House Flipper is on Switch. Pew Pew is on Switch. Half Dead is on Switch. Dots 8 is on Switch. Rogue Robots is on Switch. Supercar Toys 2 is on Switch. In Ops is on PC. New City is on PC. War in the Warlock is on PC. Little Orpheus is on Apple Arcade act is on pc and then predator hunting grounds june update is live all the the dutch weapons uh, are now available for everybody for free there's also new tints skins and shaders very interesting to me ladies and gentlemen the level cap is increasing to 150 adding chase items for leveling milestones blessing get your ass ready me and nick are gonna be begging you to play all weekend long and then also a new date for predator uh the samurai predator is going to be available june 30th as a new character all right that sounds awesome that sounds fucking rad i that can't sounds wait. To that. really cool new dates for you yes your grace comes to switch and the xbox one on june 26th blessing greg it's time to squad up this is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games give me your name username platform of choice and why you need help in a video game i read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today frankfurter needs help on playstation his psn name is frankfurter f R-A-N-K-F-U-R-T-T-E-R. Frank Furter says, Good morning, KFBFs, and happy Friday. Tomorrow, Saturday, I'll be playing The Last of Us multiplayer to try and round up a bunch of missing trophies. I'm hoping to team up with a full squad of kind of funny best friends and interchange people as they go about their day. I plan on devoting the better, better probably of the day, a better portion to this, so hit me up whenever. Hope to see y'all there, Frank Furter. If you are down to help Frank Furter, Get them, Last of Us, multiplayer, platinum tr- trophies on the way to the platinum. Hit them up, Frankfurter. Blessing, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash Games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, the trader himself, Frankfurter, says, someone note, Blessing gets a pizza.
1: Good point. That's a very good point. Round table
0: pizza. <sighs> uh, I'll have my uh, people
1: talk to your people.
0: Matt says that Just KFC Gaming and after the console today. KFC Gaming announced a console today, and there's this weird little hype trailer for it. That's cute. Um, D Block says th- no, this isn't. You're wrong. Just missed stuff, I guess. Information about Madden 21 has been announced that it's coming on June 16th. So not EA Play. That's interesting. Um, I think it's all about Star Wars here. Uh, John BX32 says missed new date. Sea of Thieves free content update for June is called Haunted Shores. It's out June 17th. And uh, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of funny games daily. Uh, The show, of course, doesn't stop here. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Get the post show we're about to do. Remember, after that post show, we are hosting uh, the core gaming stream here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It will be uh, the reveal of who won the kind of funny core game jams. Uh, During the show, I retweeted them uh, and they are driving to twitch.tv slash core live. So I might've gotten uh, confused and it might be that we're just hosting them on our channel rather than it being native on our channel. So core live is where you'd want to go. Apparently if, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe they're wrong. We'll figure it out when we get out out of the show and start doing it. Um, Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Last of Us Part 2 review is up. It's spoiler-free. Go check it out. Um, remember, there's a bunch of other stuff happening. I've talked about it all. Oh, tomorrow's the Gorilla Collective. Don't forget, oh, three yeah. days of gaming announcements. Nearly 90 video games. It's the Kind of Funny Game Showcase on steroids. Uh, tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific time. You don't want to miss it on Twitch. We'll be hosting that as well. Uh, please, come check it out. We worked all we worked really hard on it. Uh, the mix worked even harder, and the one who worked the hardest, of course, was Kind of Funny best friend Roger Pokorny, who edited the entire thing hey. and made it look so fucking sick. Uh, hosts for next week go like this. Monday, Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, Blessing and Imran. Wednesday, Greg and Gary. Thursday, Greg and Blessing. Friday, Blessing and Greg. We're back, baby. Back. Back at it uh, like a bad habit. Oh, and also remember, uh, I need your last of us uh, questions that we can answer for PS I Love You XOXO. So I need those this weekend too. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So we can talk about it now that the review embargo is over. Not spoilers, obviously, because that'll be a whole separate thing. I digress. We have a post show to do. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, It's been our pleasure to serve you.